It's time to get your news on. We are VK1 WIA. As the man said, it is the news. It's the WIA National News for week commencing April 2, 2023. And this week, Peter Clee, VK8ZZ, WIA Director and Company Secretary, joins us, along with Stephen Green, VK2TSG, WIA Board Member. Plus much, much more in this edition of news from the WIA. I'm Editor Graham, VK4BB. And last week, here on WIA National News, the news you can trust, VK2LAW Jason told us of the plan to develop a moon-wide time zone on the moon for future explorers. And this week, we're telling you of our time. If you're listening to this bulletin, you already know that the clocks in several Australian states went backwards by an hour Sunday morning. But remember... The UTC clock in the shack is the only one that does not need adjustment. And talking of time, ISS Time Traveller. The International Space Station raised its orbit a couple of weeks back to avoid a close approach by an Argentinian imaging satellite. A Progress MS-22 spacecraft docked to the station, fired its thrusters for over six minutes. This changed the station's velocity by 0.7 metres a second, and this means each orbit now takes a bit longer, so all we amateurs using the RS repeaters will want to be sure to have updated Keplerian elements for prediction and tracking software. Now on WIA News, VK8ZZ. Uh, Thanks, Graham, and good morning, listeners. As I previously advised, the WIA Annual General Meeting will be held on the 13th of May 2023. The meeting will commence at 10.30am Canberra time and be held at the Anne Harding Conference Centre, Building 24, on the campus in Bruce ACT. The event will be a hybrid event held both online and in person on the day. The event will also be streamed live on YouTube. Registrations for the event will open in the next few weeks. Don't forget to nominate amateurs who have contributed significantly to the Institute or to amateur radio as a whole. For a WIA award nomination for awards to be considered at this year's annual general meeting, they close today. So get them in to secretary at wia.org.au. Late nominations will be held over for the following year. The ACMA has issued a newsletter about class licensing and the five-year spectrum outlook. More details later in this broadcast. Committees are also reminded that reports to be presented at the forum on the 13th of May need to be in by tonight. Please have your reports submitted to secretary at wia.org.au. And just a reminder that your club insurance expired yesterday. Applications for club insurance need to be in and being processed to continue your coverage. This has been Peter Clee, VK8ZZ. WIA Director and Company Secretary. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Hey dudes, I'm back. Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, Editor-in-Chief of Amateur Radio Magazine. Some of you will have your print copy of the magazine already. I must remind those dowdy denizens among you that prefer the digital edition. Your PDF is now available for download. Some members swing both ways, yours truly included. Well... What else is in issue too? Peter Sumner, VK5PJ, has been hard at work putting together his new shack. He shares with us a novel shack earthing hack that ties his rigs and other gear together. You've all done that, haven't you? Well, at least you've thought about it. 
take a deco at Peter's solution in earthing and bonding at Trig Point Hill, with plenty of photos, of course. Still on the hacks and hints theme, Peter Forbes, VK3QI, relates how he added Anderson power pole connectors to a popular switch mode power supply. The secret is in a 3D printed shell that holds a triple set of those oh-so-convenient power pole connectors. I must see. Dudes, did you know that from 2035, leap seconds will be abandoned for a 100 years or so and will probably never return? It's an inconvenient fact that days are not exactly 86,400 standard seconds long. Earth's rotation is a little erratic. The length of a day actually varies and can't be predicted far in advance. The solution arrived at by the timekeeping community was to introduce leap seconds, a one-second correction applied at the end of December and or June as and when it was thought required. Hands up those who think daylight saving is inconvenient. I don't. We don't allow it in VK4. Get the skinny on ditching leap seconds, dudes. But that's not all. The Alara column reveals a touch of history and details on Alara meet for 2023, scheduled for 4th and 5th November. While the WAADX awards listings are included, the VHF-UHF column, now known as Spectrum Horizons, is missing in action while our columnist David Minchin, VK5KK, reclines in bed, recovering from recent medical attention. He'll be back, he assures me. Amateur Radio Magazine, Volume 91, Issue Number 2 for 2023, serving Australian radio amateur dudes for 90 years on the trot. Available in print and online, always published to a schedule, never random. This is Editor-in-Chief Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH for VK1WIA News. Hello, this is Stephen Green, VK2TSG one of your WIA National Board members. Some of you may know about WIA Honorary Life Memberships. One thing I can tell you is that they're quite rare. Although anyone can nominate, Honorary Life Memberships can only be bestowed on an individual when approved by a resolution at a general meeting of the Institute. At the WIA board meeting, it was proposed that Peter Young, VK3MV, be awarded Honorary Life Membership for services to the WIA and to Amateur Radio. His contribution has been well and truly above and beyond that expected. Full details will be provided in the AGM papers. It is therefore proposed to present the following resolution to the AGM to be held in Canberra on May 13. The wording is as follows. That this meeting of the Wireless Institute of Australia approve that Peter Young, VK3MV, be elected as an honorary life member of this institute. As mentioned, the AGM will be held on May 13 at the Canberra University. Registrations will be open on the 10th of April 2023. More information will be included in further broadcasts and sent via email to members shortly. 73s from Stephen, VK2TSG. We are VK1WIA. Now, as we all should know and all should have read, we all received that notification from ACMA through the week on the class licence update. It was back in September of 2022 that the ACMA published a consultation paper seeking views on an updated proposed amateur class licence and supporting operational arrangements. The paper also consulted on a proposal for a staged implementation of higher power authorisation. 
The ACMA received so many responses to the proposal for call sign administration and operational arrangements to support the class licence, it's been working hard. The Wireless Institute of Australia made a significant submission in relation to these and the need to maintain the Online Register of Radio Licences, CERT and HEPT compliance, as well as an authoritative licence that is evidence of licensing. The ACMA have indicated that they are receptive to our submission and in light of this, the ACMA are considering how to best deliver these arrangements under the class licence. The ACMA have now indicated that this means the class licence will not commence on the 1st of July this year, as previously indicated. They will provide an update on the commencement date for the class licence, as well as next steps for qualification and call sign services later in 2023. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, international news with VK2LAW Jason. Hello. Leading this week's international news, human security theme for World Amateur Radio Day. The International Amateur Radio Union has previously announced that this year's World Amateur Radio Day on April 18 will have the same theme of human security for all. Hotel Sierra 4 Alpha is the special call. This theme is the result of a partnership between the IARU and the United Nations Fund for Human Security and the World Academy of Art and Science. According to the UN, human security includes seven interrelated dimensions of security economic, food, health, environmental, personal, community, and political that are essential to an individual's well being. The IARU says Amateur Radio has repeatedly demonstrated its ability to address human security needs. The group and its member societies will have special event stations on the air between April 11 and 25 to call attention to the HS4A theme. In news from Region 1, ah, no, it's nothing to do with pirates, but as part of the UK's coronation celebration activities, Ofcom has approved R as the optional coronation regional secondary locator prefix for all UK radio amateurs to use during May and June 2023. However, they do need to apply for a Notice of Variation, or NOV, before using R. Somewhere in the Black Sea, amateur radio hobbyists appear to have obtained audio recordings of the Russian military trying to retrieve a US spy drone. They were monitoring publicly accessible airwaves after the MQ-9 Reaper drone was downed following an encounter with two Russian warplanes, the New York Times reports. The radio intercept started about eight hours after the collision in the Black Sea in what was the first recorded physical clash between Russia and the US since the Ukraine invasion began. The clip reveals conversations between multiple Russian ships and aircraft over a four-hour period discussing attempts to recover the drone's engine casing, nose, wing and gas tank. At this moment, we've brought up three parts of the frame. One unit, codenamed Orange, was heard saying, now I'm proceeding toward the helicopter to search for more. In news from Region 2, Connecticut USA Governor Ned Lamont has released an official statement designating April 16 to 22, 2023 as Amateur Radio Recognition Week. 
The proclamation coincides with World Amateur Rodeo Day, which is held annually on April 18. A similar resolution was made by Maine State Legislature, recognising April 18 as World Amateur Rodeo Day and acknowledging the accomplishments and public service provided by amateur radio operators. The resolution was advanced by ARRL Maine Section Manager Phil Duggan, November 1 Echo Papa. Duggan said he pursued the resolution on behalf of all radio amateurs in the state of Maine. Those who've worked with high voltage know well enough that anything can be a conductor at high enough voltages. Similarly, amateur radio operators will jump at any chance to turn a random object into an antenna. Flagpoles, gutters and even streams of water can be turned into radiating elements for a transmitter. But the members of one amateur radio club were thinking a little bit bigger when they hooked up their transmitter to a giant sculpture. Rochester Institute of Technology is in upstate New York. The enormous metal behemoth is not a subtle piece of artwork and it sits right at the entrance of the university. It's over 70 feet tall and made out of bronze and steel, a dream for any amateur radio operator. With the university's permission and some help to ensure everybody's safety during the operation, the group attached a feed line to the sculpture with a magnet, while the shield wire was attached to a ground rod nearby. A Yaesu FT991, running on only 5 watts and transmitting in the 20 metre band, was able to make contacts throughout much of the eastern United States with this setup. You'll see this antenna in the ATV and YouTube version of this national news put together by VK5BD, and the link is on the wia.org.au page under broadcasts. A budget to budget. From Washington, the White House has asked for some $27 billion US dollars by NASA in its fiscal year 2024 budget. NASA is planning to spend up to $1 billion on a space station deorbit tug, which is designed to deorbit the International Space Station at the end of the decade to provide for safely disposing of the station. This deorbit tug will be used to perform the final lowering of the station's orbit to ensure it re-enters over the South Pacific, hopefully missing Bali High. For VK1WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. We are VK1WIA. Now, operational news with VK4FUQ. Felix. Hello there. Now, contest-wise, 2023... In today's operational news, some important words again from VK4AE, Dennis Auer, John Moyle, Field Day Contest Manager. Now, as time is usually against us, I don't remind you every week of every major WIA contest for the year, but in today's news script, you can check out the contests right through the start of 2024. Yoda Contest, Youngsters on the Air. First round, 22nd of April. Alec VK2APC will be giving us lots more of wood info on this contest a little further down the log in today's WIA National News. May 6th Saturday Harry Angel Memorial Sprint usually held on the first Saturday in May each year. 10 hours UTC to 11.46 UTC. May 2021 Don Edwards Memorial Slow Contest 80 minute section Saturday 20th of May 6 to 9pm local time. 40 metre section, Sunday 21st of May, 1 to 4 pm. June 24 25, Winter 
VHF UHF Field Day. 0100 hours UDC Saturday 24 to 0059 hours UDC Sunday 25. But in VK6, add three hours on to start and end times. June weekend, prior to the second Monday of June, VK Shires. QRP Day happens June 17. IAAUHGF World Championship Contest takes place Sunday, July 8 and 9. July 15. Trans-Tasman Low Band Contest aims to encourage low band activity between VK and ZL. 160, 80 and 40 metres SSB, CW and Radeal PSK. DX Window April. VI 10, VK FF running all of 2023 celebrates the 10 year anniversary of the VK FF group. Special Event Station VI-100MB celebrates the centenary of the Manny Warringah Radio Society. Quite a few hams managed to get the station into their logs from its portable location near Nara in the recently held John Moyle Memorial Field Day. VI-100MB clocked in a total of 171 contacts and 342 points and they thank everyone who gave the club's centenary Special Event Station its first major outing of the year. The station will continue to be active throughout 2023. Luca, HB9OBD is active holiday style as D44KIT from Sal Island, Iota number AF086, Cape Verde, until this Wednesday, April 5. Listen for him on SSB and FT8 on 40, 20, 15 and 10 metres. QSL via LRTW, EQSL or via EB7DX. The Russian de-exhibition team is using the call sign 9X5RU in Rwanda until April 7th on 160-6 metres and they will also be using the QO100 satellite. They operate CW, SSB and FT8 and QSL via club logs OQRS and LOTW. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. And as I leave today's operational news desk, and as promised... Here is Dennis, VK4AE, Contest Manager for the John Moyle Field Day. Good morning. Logs have been arriving steadily. Those that have already been received seem to be not as many as the number received at this point last year. The mixture is about 50% home stations. The logs do not appear to have met with many delivery difficulties this year and the direct email address seems to be working well. It is highly recommended that once you've submitted your log, you should check a little bit later that your call sign is added to the list of logs received. If your call is not on the list, then it might just be that it has not been received. A couple of logs have been submitted as a PDF, which is just a picture and contains no more useful information to the contest than a picture of a flower as the data is not accessible electronically and hence unusable to me. One log was submitted by a club station as a series of photographs of the handwritten log pages. This log is totally unacceptable as I would have to enter the entire log and this is not going to happen. Some club stations were operating during the contest and have not yet provided a log. Perhaps in your club you have to rely on Mr Somebody to get the job done. Get in touch, give him a hand and get it finished and submitted. Have you even considered getting a senior secondary student to complete your, the log for you? Maybe you might inspire an interest in ham radio.
it is timely to remind you that while there is not a lot of time left to submit the log, and this time will pass very quickly as the final date is midnight on the 7th of April 2023. This is required by the very long lead times now for the AR magazine. Following this date all the logs will be processed and the results prepared and made available soon after. The results will be shown on the WIA contest page as soon as they are ready. So check that your call is on the list resend the log if it isn't. It might also be a good idea to submit your log now as you never know what can delay you in the next few days. Thank you. From here, there and everywhere, you've tuned to the Wireless Institute of Australia's National News Service. We are VK1WIA. Now, special interest group news. Nobody does it better. Today, Carl VK3GTV normally does this segment. However, this week he's indisposed. Kempi has dragged me out of the cage and given me the gig. I'm John VK4JJW. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, CW. The first entirely new book on CW in decades, The CW Way of Life, is available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle versions. The book's full title is The CW Way of Life, Learning, Living and Loving Morse Code in a Digital World. Chapters include how your brain turns sensations into thoughts, Morse's true rhythmic nature, harmonics, not ratios, how to ride the dit train to fluid keying, the lost technologies of code talking and speed keying, the true cause and prevention of glass arm, how to read and write Morse like music on paper. This certainly is a modern-day seminal work on CW. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. The world's first 3D-printed rocket is launched successfully, marking a step forward for the California company behind the innovative spacecraft, though it failed to reach orbit. Here on WIA National News, Bruce, VK3 F last week told us of this rocket and how build is less costly to produce and fly, but the unmanned Terran 1 rocket launched from Cape Carnaveral, Florida, suffered an anomaly during second stage separation as it streamed towards low Earth orbit, according to a live stream broadcast by aerospace startup Relativity Space. After 15 years in space, NASA's Aeronomy of Ice in the Mesosphere, AIM, mission has ended. NASA first noticed issues with AIM's battery in 2019, but the probe was still sending a significant amount of data back to Earth. NASA says AIM has now become unresponsive. Launched in 2007, AIM studied noctilucent or night-shining clouds, which can last hundreds of years in the Earth's upper atmosphere. AIM was only meant to operate for up to two years, but it's provided data for multiple groundbreaking studies, including a study that found methane emissions are causing night-shining clouds to form more frequently. Military. David L. Antry Jr., WD9HBA, has been named Chief of the U.S. Air Force Military Auxiliary Radio System, otherwise known as MARS. MARS is a field operating agency of the U.S. Air Force's Air Combat Command and HQ Cyberspace Capabilities Center. 
Today, US Air Force Mars is an organization of about 800 licensed amateur radio operators who volunteer their time and radio equipment to assist government agencies in the event normal communications channels are disrupted, either by natural calamity or deliberate hostile action. Mars members are trained to meet the requirements of any communications emergency. In recent years, greater interoperability between the Air Force and the Army has facilitated accomplishment of this objective. Individual civilian Mars stations operate throughout the continental U.S. alongside civil agencies and military Mars stations in the U.S. and overseas. WD-9HBA has been a licensed amateur radio operator since 1977. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amateur Old Timers. My pleasure now to introduce the real gentleman of VK6 with his take on the RAOTC activities to take place. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6 CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's monthly bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as the latest club news, I'll be presenting an article published in OTN some years ago entitled A Good Idea, Target Location. Everyone, RAOTC members and non-members alike, is most welcome to listen to the program and join in the callbacks afterwards. Full details of all transmissions, times and modes can be found on the RAOTC website at www.raotc.org.au or just Google RAOTC Broadcasts. If none of the transmission times suit you, you can download the audio file at any time from today from the club website. Members and friends of the RAOTC in Perth are reminded that the next lunchtime meeting at the new venue, the Woodbridge Hotel, East Guildford, will be on Tuesday, April the 11th. All are welcome. Full details are published in the RAOTC website under the subheading Luncheons. 7-3 from Clive, VK6, CSW. Once again, tune in tomorrow for the RAOTC Bulletin. Enjoy the program and please join in the callbacks afterwards. Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Radio Amity Young Timers, YOTA, Youngsters on the Air. The YOTA contest is back for its third run. And great to be here for the first time to introduce young Alec, VK2APC, who I've been following for the past 12 months or so. Thank you, John. As Felix has been reminding us weekly, the first contest session is only three weeks away. There are three Yoda contest sessions coming up in 2023. The upcoming three sessions will take place on the following days. First session, 22nd of April, 0800-1959 UTC. Second session, 22nd of July, 1000-2159 UTC. Third session, 30th of December, 1200-2359 UTC. Remember, as lots of us readjust our chronometers today... These are UTC dates and times. So heed what our editor Graham VK4 Baker Baker said at the start of today's We Are National News. The UTC clock in the shack is the only one that does not need adjustment. So are you ready to compete within the next Yoda contest? Everyone in the ham radio community can take part. It only lasts 12 hours. Its aim is to increase youth activity on the air strengthening the reputation of the Yoda program and demonstrate the support for we youth across the world. 
Eight different categories have been implemented, which also includes special ones for under 25 years of age only. Covering the 80, 40, 20, 15, and 10 meter bands, the competition takes place in CW and sideband. The contest exchange used will be the age of the participating operators. Different ages serve as multipliers during the contest. Contacts between the same continent are worth one point. Working DX is worth three points, and the most points will be achieved by working youngsters. The younger the operator, the more points one will get for the QSO. I hope you enjoy your holidays, Bruce. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Alec, VK2 APC in Sydney. Now back over to you, John. Well, hopefully next week we'll have Carl VK3 GTV back on deck. However, for the moment, I'm going back into my cage. This is John VK4JJW. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Now the 2023 social scene. VK4, it's Open Day and a ham fest at Bundaberg. Yes, their very first ham fest happens April 15. Antenna Palooza, Druin West, April 15-16. VK3 Moorabbin Ham Fest, May 6. WIA AGM, May 13, 10.30am in Canberra. In VK2, the Oxley Region 47th Annual Field Day at Warhope. That happens June 10 and 11. VK5, the Surd Convention and Fox Hunting Championships, also June 10 and 11. Sunfest happens in VK4, September 9. And Alara Meet happens in Hobart, November 4 and 5. Now till next we meet, I am Graham, VK4, Baker Baker. Walk softly. From Australia, this has been the Wireless Institute of Australia with the weekly news service. This broadcast is in text, audio and video and is accessed on wia.org.au.